0: I'm always comforted on Tuesdays because we have that opportunity in our devotion to turn to our Mother of Perpetual Help. Now, as my Latin teacher, Father Samuel Weber, used to say, with devotions, there's a larger margin of error. So we could, you know, technically pray the perpetual help devotions on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday. But today on Tuesdays, we pray them, and it's a great source of comfort to me that the Blessed Mother's always there interceding for us to have that daily conversion. To choose her son. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network this morning. It's October 10th, 1010, 2023. It's 7 a.m. We're so glad you're with us here on Covenant Network. Let's begin our morning together in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to have Julie Lasseter is going to be with us. And this month of October is Pro-Life Month. Uh, one of the things that I, I noticed recently in the, what's going on around the diocese was a naming and commendation right for those who lost an infant during pregnancy. And that's something that, uh, you know, Beth and I have experienced. That's something that, uh, Julie and her husband have experienced. And she's going to share about that with us today. And, uh, while it's not always an easy thing to talk about, we, we're going to end talking about great hope. We both have great hope, and that's why we decided this would be our subject for our time together today. So more on that later. Uh, that's going to be the second half of the show for our radio listeners. First, let's go to Mike Roberts.
1: Today is the feast day of Saints Daniel, Samuel, and Companions, who were martyrs, and St. Francis Borgia, Born in Spain in 1510, his father was a duke and deeply faithful. As a result, Francis grew up in comfort and privilege, but with a great love for the Lord. When he was about 20, he married Leonor, and they had eight children. He became Duke of Gandia in 1543 when his father died and served on the imperial court. But three years later, Francis' beloved wife died, and soon he began to think about joining a religious order. Over the next six years, he made provisions for his children, and then entered the newly formed Society of Jesus and became a Jesuit priest. He had sought a journey of quiet contemplation and prayer, but his administrative skills were just too useful and quickly he was drawn into leadership roles. In 1565, Francis was elected Superior General for the Society of Jesus. He also became the spiritual advisor for the King of Spain. He founded Gregorian University, a dozen other colleges and missions in Florida, Mexico and Peru and sent missionaries all over the world. Francis died on this day in fifteen seventy-two and is considered by many to be the second founder of the Jesuits. Saint Francis Borgia, please pray for us. I'm Meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of
0: the day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. I'm happy to say that Julie Lasseter is back in studio with us. Julie, it's been a couple months, but it's so great to have you back on Roadmap to Heaven.
2: It is so great to be here, and a little, I'm a little nervous about today, but I think I know it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, this this might be a raw one here, folks, but it's going to be a good one. And yeah. I want to tell you a little story. There's a, a TV show I used to watch all the time, and one of the characters is going through a trial, and he's worried that he's going to, you know, be outcast and, and possibly lose his job, and his boss is waiting for him after he comes out of a counseling session and he says am i you know am i about to lose my job and the boss says, let me tell you a story. There's a guy walking, and he falls into this hole. And a guy walks by, and he says, hey, I fell down this hole. Can you help me out? And it's a doctor walking by, so he writes him a prescription, and he tosses it down the hole. And then a lawyer's walking by, and he says, hey, I'm down in this hole. Can you help me out? And he writes down a legal analysis of how who's liable for the hole, and, and he throws it down <laughs> into the hole. And finally, he sees his friend walking by, and he says, hey, I'm, I'm down in this hole, and I can't get out. And his friend jumps down into the hole with him, and he says... Well, why would you do that? Now we're both stuck down in this hole. And the friend says, yes, but I've been down here before, and I know the way out. Oh. And it's a great little moral of the story. But in this month of October, we often talk about the rosary, which we right. should because it is the month of the rosary. But it's also an incredible pro-life month. And one of the things that I think we don't talk about enough because it's scary and it's emotional and it's hard is loss of a pregnancy. That's right. And that's something that Julie uh You've experienced, my wife and I have experienced, and it's a sad thing. And I remember at the time, you know, we didn't have a, a miscarriage per se. We had an ectopic pregnancy, which led to miscarriage, it led to surgery, and uh, we felt so alone, but we didn't want to say anything. There was a stigma that that we had done something wrong or that we had failed as parents. And I remember being so conflicted because I wanted I knew I needed people to be praying for me. I knew we needed support. Beth knew we needed support. Beth knew we needed prayers. And yet neither one of us wanted to say out loud to any of our friends, this just happened and we're not okay and we need help.
2: Yeah, it's so hard to ask for help. And I think as moms in the world, we... We think we can do everything. We can make everything work smoothly and go easy, and it can be on our time and our schedule. And you know what? We can do it. God gives us the gift. Well, God gives us the gives us the gift if we rely on him and if we ask for help when we need it, because that is where the joy comes in. When we think we can do it all on our own, the joy is lost because we're angry, we're mad because we're managing so much, and we're dealing with all, all of these things, and yet we're not relying on God. And so if we want to continue with joy, we need to rely on God. But calling out and asking for help in our prayer to our friends, all of those things. So I'm going to step back in time to 2019. We were excited to announce that we were pregnant with our fifth. And um my husband and I were excited. He, he's always really big, funny about used to be posted on Facebook. Like it was this big deal. Can we tell everybody yet? Can we tell everybody? And um it was the weekend and we post on facebook we shared with the world now we were a little nervous because now our families were over four right we're like oh no we're ready for number five we're ready for all the comments of the world to share uh that people love to share oh you know just all the things you know that they may not approve of a large family and that's okay but we were ready for that part of it but the following week two days later having to kind of share that uh we, unfortunately, we lost our, our son. Um, it was hard. It was hard to share that news, but we also knew that if we didn't share it on social media, that people would continue to congratulate us, you know, over time. So, uh, we had to put that information out there. Um, but so it was just June. Um, our son was due in December. Uh, so we were 16 weeks along. And I remember announcing it and we were so excited and, and just, you know, of course, going to have a great time. And the kids were thrilled. And um, I was taking them to my appointment. It was my four-month appointment. And we all walk into the doctor's office, and we just love our doctor. And uh, going into the waiting room is like, you know, stepping into a reunion of some kind of Catholic friends. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah, 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 catch up. Well, all four of the kids go in the room with me and the doctor, and we're ready. And I, I remember not having a, a, a good attitude, and I probably because I had four small children in a very small room. Um, but I... I remember the doctor saying, have you felt the baby move today? And I remember distinctly saying, no, but that's early. 16 weeks is kind of early, you know, to be feeling a lot. So I didn't really think a whole lot about it. He tried the little Doppler thing. I don't actually know if that's what that's called, but where they, they put, I think it is, um, where they put it on your belly and you listen for a heartbeat and and we couldn't find the heartbeat. So doctor moved us over to another room where there's ultrasound machine and the kids came with us and I thought maybe this wasn't a good idea. But I'm like, you know what, Lord? This is, this is our family. We're going to experience this together. So I'm on the chair where he's looking for a heartbeat and, and he just looks at me and he says, Julie, there's no heartbeat. And instinctively he turns to the kids and says, okay, kids, let's go to the, to the desk and we'll get a sticker. And, um, he and I sat for just short 10, 15 seconds and he prayed with me and just I cried and he cried and we just sat there together for a moment to try to catch, catch our breath. And it's like, okay, all the things in your mind, how do I do this? How do I do this? What's the next step? And I think that's what was a little scary. I didn't know how long did the baby pass on its own? Like, how do I do? Is there something more to it? Um, But the kids came back in the room and beautifully, instinctively, my doctor shares with them. Well, we couldn't find a heartbeat for the baby. And so that means that the baby has died. And your mom and dad are going to be kind of sad and it's okay to be sad and they might cry and you might want to cry and that is that is totally that is exactly what God would want because this is not easy and in that moment when I could barely breathe let alone get a word out I was so thankful for his gift of his time and his talent and his ministry and I I was just so thankful and the kids were, you know, upset, um, but we we're just trying to figure out, okay, what's the next thing? Let's let's kind of get out of here and figure out where we need to go. And the doctor looked at me and said, do you want me to call your husband? And I said, yes. <laughs> yes. Because those words, I don't, I didn't even want to think about how I would say what needed to be said. So we leave the hospital. We're in the parking lot. And I my phone rings and he says, where are you? Where are you going? And I said, I'm, I'm, com- I'm coming to you. So we drove. And we came to we got together, prayed together, cried together, and um it was okay, but we didn 't know what was next.
0: Yeah. you know well, I think a lot of our listeners have stories similar to this or know someone that has a story similar to this and You know, even talking about it, it it brings back some of that raw. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off, although over time and as time has gone on and more kids have come into the family, it's healed a little bit. But I'd like to take a break really quick, if we could, and then I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about what we learned after the fact. Mm -hmm. So you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back after this. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R Catholic Radio dot O-R-G. We are talking with Julie Lasseter today here on Roadmap to Heaven about losing a pregnancy and some of the the stigma that comes with that, but also the grace Mm -hmm. that happens in these moments of profound sorrow and grief. And and if you're just joining us before the break, Julie shared her story. I shared a little bit of my story, uh, Beth and I's story, of when we lost a child during pregnancy. And Julie, I think one of the things that happens is it's, You know, I'm convinced it's the devil that's created the stigma that, oh, you lost a pregnancy, you must be terrible parents, you must have done something wrong. It's something I did. My wife is the healthiest person I know, right? (laughs) Right. So it's not like she said, okay, I'm going to just think, 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 so that this baby implants itself in my fallopian tube instead of the uterus. Or, (laughs) you know, as if women, I'm going to think, 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 and I'm going to choose to have hormone levels that are off, Mm -hmm. whether that's low progesterone or whatever it may be, whatever happens to cause that loss, that miscarriage. It's not like we're choosing to do it. Right. right, And so that comes with the question, well, then why are we ashamed? And I attribute it to that disconnect between head and heart. Head knows I shouldn't be ashamed. We didn't do anything. Heart's right. grieving and broken and saying, well, obviously we did. At some point, we had the grace to tell friends and extended family, because I, I think people could tell something was going on. And our immediate family, our parents knew, our siblings knew, and when we started telling people, yeah, this happened and and we're not OK, I was overwhelmed by the number of people who said, you know, that's happened to us, too, in our own way. You know, right. each each story is different, but each involves the loss right. of a pregnancy. And, and I mean, literally overwhelmed. I was floored by how many people I knew that had gone through this, some of whom had been going through it very recently. And at that moment, I think Beth and I both were saying, I wish we would have reached out to our friends sooner because I remember that week after I was in charge of cooking and I don't think the kids ate anything other than cereal and milk lunchables and microwave chicken nuggets because I just didn't have it in me to cook. And normally when you have something like this happen, people do the meal train thing. They show up at your house with stuff and uh, we needed that, but we were too ashamed to ask for it. Yeah. But the feeling
2: of isolation is also a, a challenge because Peter and I wanted to experience it the way we wanted to experience it, not how other people thought we should. Um, And I'll I'll share a little bit about after we found out to um, what happened, the the grace, the joy, and Mm -hmm. the healing um, we went into the hospital the next day and checked in. I was not expecting to check in. I know that sounds weird, but I thought it was going to be this like dark place in the hospital. No, we went to the maternity ward and, um, I, we delivered. I had Pitocin and went through the whole thing pushing and all. And I was, I, it was unexpected. However, and that part was hard, hearing other babies cry and knowing that this was the same place that we had delivered our children. Um, it, that made it a challenge and just made it feel like a bizarro world. But the beauty came after the delivery. Our doctor, we prayed together. We prayed with our baby. We got to see him. Um, we got to spend time with him. And had had this happened a different way, um, had I had to have a procedure or, like, you know, go to sleep or some other medical things, um, I wouldn't have been able to hold him. And that healing that came from that was I had no idea we were going to leave there joyful. Because of that time we could spend with him, so when when we talk about shared suffering with others, also a naming ceremony. We did a naming yeah. ceremony, and that was very healing. And our whole family got to be a part of that. Um, we did choose to bury him as well, with our, like our family plots. It will be eventually. Right now, he's at our church um, uh, cemetery, but then we also have a place to go and remember. And you know, he was due in that that December, but between that time, we we got pregnant and so we had another baby that following July which would not have happened you know so that's what we call that a rainbow baby right? right you have your own rainbow baby yeah and i think that's a beautiful thing to remember that like god fulfills promises and although he doesn't promise anyone children um in that in that darkness and that hardness in our hearts there's still so much beauty so much beauty and we can chat with people about it we can share our lives and our story um, but when we can share in our suffering and allow people in kind of like our inner circle, kind of that private part that we don't necessarily share with just anybody. Right. But we can turn to our lady. We can we can you know, be seen that we're not alone. Yeah.
0: Well, we were so early in our pregnancy that we had no way of knowing if it was a boy or a girl. And so, uh, you know, I, I actually just recently finished some interviews with Father Wade Menezes about what's in the name. And so yeah. we thought, well, name, let's just name the baby Mary Joseph. Because then we're entrusting like this baby it. to the holy family. And we couldn't think of a better family to entrust her, uh, the care of this child. I, I say she. We, we, we couldn't think of anyone better to entrust her to than our blessed mother and St. Joseph. And we also buried our baby, and there was a lot of grieving. But here's, here's the real grace that now, years later, I'm so grateful God has provided in the midst of all of this. We had good friends who texted us one day and said, hey, we hadn't even told you we were pregnant. We just found out we lost the baby. Mm. And my wife, the caretaker, <laughs> she clicked into gear. Yeah. What do you need? Do you need food? Do you need this? You don't, need, you don't even need to know what you need. I've got okay. your kids covered. I've got you covered. I've got options. She showed up with everything. If you need me to take your kids, we'll take the kids. You need to sleep over, whatever it may be. And she was just ready to go. And we were really humbled that they had that openness with us to say, hey, we're in this place and we're not doing well and we need help.
2: But we don't know what kind of help. Yeah. And the fact that Beth knew, was a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as as we wrap up, I think that's my encouragement for everyone is if you ever find, if you haven't experienced this yet, and someday, God forbid you do, there's a whole network of people out there that are ready to support you. And there is no shame in saying, we need help. And it's a beautiful thing.
2: It is. It is. Thank you all for listening. And please pray for both of our families as we... Sometimes it hits you hard out of nowhere, yeah, and you're like, yeah. "Wait, wait, wait! I was, I was good with that." <laughs> but all we're just right. thankful for the time. Thank you for listening.
0: Well, Julie, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. It's been great to have you with us. and next time you're here, we're going to talk about something happier oh, sure. than, <laughs> than infant loss. Um, but you know, because there are happy subjects of as course. well with our kids. I will say, as you said, our, our next baby that came after that, we call her the bringer of joy. Mm-hmm. And when she was two, she just used to run in the kitchen all the time with her doll, and she'd run in and look at me while I'm cooking and go, "I love you," and then run out, and you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't help but smile and it's amazing how god took the whole trajectory change of our family yes in that moment and did something beautiful with it
2: yeah absolutely thank you
0: adam all right we're going to take another break here on roadmap to heaven don't go anywhere this week on the daily dose of encouragement we continue to focus on the mysteries of the rosary and this week in particular we are looking at the sorrowful mysteries with patty schneier
3: Well, today we're going to do the second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Again, I'm sharing reflections from this little booklet that were the very first meditations I ever read and taught me actually how to pray the rosary. It has a little Mary's message and then it has a little prayer. So today for the scourging of the pillar, here's a reflection that maybe can help you in your prayer. With his mental anguish, Jesus knew agony also in the flesh. His scourging reminds us of the excruciatingly painful blows inflicted upon his body. By those stripes, sinners are healed, for it was sin that caused his scourging at the pillar. Prayer. Dear Blessed Mother, In baptism I died to sin and rose with Christ to a new life. It was a beautiful beginning, but I grieve at the many times sin has since "'Gained the upper hand over me. "'Mother of sorrows, please obtain for me the grace "'to be truly sorry for all my sins. "'By the stripes of Christ my Savior, "'may I be healed and made holy. "'Amen.'" With every bead of this decade, I pray for all those who are enslaved to all kinds of sins of the flesh, sins against purity, and I pray for their healing. I help you in your reflection on the second sorrowful mystery.
0: Patty, that's another beautiful prayer that you have shared with us today. Thank you for this dose of encouragement. Well, that's our show for today. And I love that message of hope in all of this today. You know, we, we've talked about two hard subjects, two difficult subjects, children leaving the church and loss of a pregnancy today. And yet in all of it, we still see the hope that comes from our faith that comes directly from our lord from god you know and on this tuesday that we go to our mother of perpetual help which i mentioned at the beginning of the show one of the reasons i love that is throughout all of these periods of my life you know the, the one we talked about with julie on the show where we lost a child the, the parts of marriage that are hard because you know marriage as much as i love being married beth and i have our moments where you know what we we can be difficult for one another as we like to say we sanctify each other um The Blessed Mother's there in all of those difficulties and all of those tough moments saying, all right, let's go to my son. Let's go to my son. Let's go to my son. Let's go seek the grace that you need, that you can't supply, Adam. You're not the one who can do it, but my son and his father and the Holy Spirit, they have you covered. Let's go to them. And she never fails in that. And sometimes I protest and say, but Blessed Mother, I want it to be this way. Why can't your son have made it this way? And she says, all right, son, don't pay attention to what he's saying right now. What he really needs is the grace to live a life of holiness. Can you please supply him with that grace to just convert and turn to you? Uh, pay no attention to what he's saying right now. What he really needs is this, as only a mother could. And I, I absolutely love her. I love her for it. She's come through in so many things. Uh, as we said yesterday on the show, you know, between what's happening in the Middle East right now, uh, there, there was terrible earthquakes in Afghanistan over the weekend. There's a lot of concern in our nation. There's a lot of concern in the world. There's a lot of concern in the church. I mean, if we've started listening things that we're concerned about that we want to pray for, well, that could be the whole show right there. Right? So I just want to encourage you on this Tuesday, go to the blessed mother, pray your rosary today. It's October. We're praying the rosary every day and go to her under that title of mother perpetual help. If you have a chance to pray the perpetual help devotions today, pray those, pray those go to her. She loves you. She wants to help. She wants to help get you to heaven. Uh, Reminder, Diocesan Eucharistic Congre- Congress is coming up in the Diocese of Springfield with speakers uh, such as Bishop Paprocki and Scott Hahn for more information on that or to register visit dio.org that's d i org. And I'm going to be saying this a lot over the next few months. We are really excited for the Seek 24 conference that the Fellowship of Catholic University Students is putting on right here in our hometown St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you know, one of the things I really want to highlight, you, you may think, well, Adam, that's for college students. I'm not a college student. No, you're an adult, right? But you are called to be a missionary disciple, and there's a whole track for you and I called the Making Missionary Disciples track. It's not for college students. It's for those of us who are parents, parishioners, young adults who are, you know, in active in our faith community. If you want to help build up the local church or your local community, your family and the faith, Making Missionary Disciples track at Seek24 is for you. For more information on that, go to seek.focus.org. You can sign up there as well. And there's still some time to get that early bird registration in, so be sure to check that out. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church and Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, tomorrow on the show, you know, I don't even remember what we're doing tomorrow on the show, but I know it's going to be good, so tune in for that right here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray your rosary today, and your perpetual help devotions, too.